In other words, the only way to really know God is by God revealing himself to us. This is the Bible Speaks to You podcast, episode 142. Today's topic, quit learning about God. You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. As always, I'm so grateful you've tuned in to listen today. Today, I'm going to talk about how important it is to stop learning about God. Several years ago, I knew a fellow who was always studying the Bible. He was always trying to learn more about God. He'd look up every little detail about whatever topic he was researching, and he knew a lot about God. He could always quote verses from the Bible that seemed appropriate for almost any situation. But all this knowledge about God was mostly in his head. Very little of it made it into his heart, and even less had seeped out into his daily life in the way he treated others or how he saw himself. He didn't really feel God's love for him. Oh, he could talk about the fact that God loved him, but he didn't really feel it. And when he told others that God loved them, They didn't feel it either. I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but I have sometimes. In the past, I have sometimes thought, if I just read another chapter in the Bible, if I look up a few more verses in the concordance, if I can just find that one new idea about God that I need, then my problem will be solved. Then I'll be healed. Now, I must say, there have certainly been times when I have been earnestly studying the Bible and praying about a particular problem, when I came across a verse or passage that was very inspiring and helpful. In fact, I've had many aha moments during my Bible study and prayer time over the years, but there have been many other times when I have endlessly looked up countless Bible verses, trying to find the one thing that will solve my problem, and it all just seems like a bunch of words. It's more of an intellectual process of me trying to figure things out. Sometimes it's the same with my prayers. They just seem like words. I heard a speaker at church many years ago talk about how we often go about praying when we have a problem. She said, we look up Bible verses on the topic. We think we need to find one particular verse in the Bible that would be like a key to unlock the solution to our problem or be the answer to our prayer. If we're not healed or don't find an answer to our problem, we think we need to study the Bible more earnestly, to dig really deep into the Word. And sometimes that might be part of the problem, she said. 
She pointed out that we focus too much on trying to learn more about God. She said, You already know enough about God and His love. It's time to be quiet and just feel God's love. Her words have stayed with me 35 years later. There are lots of places in the Bible that bring out this point that we can't find God just by human effort searching for Him. I love this place in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7, where it talks about people who are always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's kind of what we're talking about. The book of Job asks this question. This is Job 11, verse 7. Can you search out the deep things of God? And this is what Isaiah 40, verse 28 says. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Well, if we can't search out the deep things of God, if his understanding is unsearchable, how are we supposed to learn about God? First, it's important to realize it's not necessarily about endless Bible study. Sometimes we need to just take one single verse or passage and ponder it over and over for days and weeks to make it our own, to let it sink down in our hearts and permeate our daily lives before it transforms us. Sometimes we need to just read a whole book in the Bible straight through to get the overall sense of what's going on and the message in it. And sometimes we just need to close the Bible get out of our prayer chairs, go out into the community, and live the ideas we've been learning about in our Bible study. It's one thing to learn from your Bible study that you should love your neighbor as yourself, but it's another thing altogether to actually go out into the world and feel genuine love for your neighbor and treat them accordingly. Learning about the need to love your neighbor does not automatically mean that you will express love to them. We need to experience what it feels like to love our neighbors. We need to put that love into practice. And so it is with getting to know God. It's never enough just to study the Bible and learn about God. We need to experience God's presence. The fellow I mentioned at the beginning of this episode could say the words, God is love, but he had not experienced the meaning of that truth in his own life. But he still kept up his relentless regimen of Bible study, always hoping to learn some new thing about God. As I've said before on the Bible Speaks to You podcast, we cannot search for, discover, or communicate with God through the human intellect or the five material senses. Paul brings this out in 1 Corinthians Chapter 2, verse 9, he says, As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And that's quoting Isaiah 64, 4. In this verse, Paul is explaining how we don't find God with the material senses, the eyes, the ears, even the human heart. But in the next verse, he makes it clear how we do find and know God. This is verse 10. But God has revealed them, 
the things He has prepared for us, to us, through His Spirit. In other words, the only way to really know God is by God revealing Himself to us. You can learn about God through reading the Bible, and God can reveal Himself to you through the Bible as well as countless other ways. But I'm going to say it again the only way to really know God and experience His presence is through God's revelation of Himself to you, however that happens. Does that mean we just sit around on a hilltop all day looking at the clouds float by, waiting for God to talk to us? No but that could be a place to hear what God is telling you. It's not about the place, though. It's about the humility and receptivity in your heart, your desire to do what is good and loving. It's about having a sincere desire to know God. Now, you may feel like God has not revealed himself to you directly, that he doesn't talk to you. A Sunday school teacher in the church I grew up in said to me one time, God doesn't talk to us today like he did to people in the Bible. We have the Bible, and that's all we need. Well, I disagree with that. I've heard God's voice to me many times. In fact, I did a whole episode on the Bible Speaks to You podcast about this very topic a while back. Episode 39, Does God Still Talk to Us Today? And I'll have that link in the show notes if you'd like to listen to it. God does talk to us today. So why don't we always hear his voice? Basically, it's because we're preoccupied with ourselves, our problems, the fears and worries of this material world. And you could add lots of things to that list. Fortunately, there are ways to clear away these distractions so we are more receptive to God's voice and revelations. Sometimes the best way to experience God's love is to do something loving for someone else, or maybe even for yourself if you've been treating yourself poorly. When you express unselfish love for someone, it opens up your heart and makes you more receptive to hearing God's voice and feeling God's love for you. And sometimes when I'm dealing with someone, I like to ask this question How would Jesus? love this person. That has helped me many times to love someone with so much more love than just my human love. And when I've done that, I feel God's love for me shine through. So how do we get to know God and not just learn more about God? There's so many ways to get to know God, but first and foremost, as I said, we need a sincere and humble desire to know God on His terms instead of justifying our preconceptions of what and who we may think God is. It's also about becoming aware of the fact you have a relationship with God. God is creator. You are part of the creation. God is parent. You are a child. God is the cause. You're the effect. God is love. You are the expression or manifestation of that love. It's important not to get those roles mixed up. Sometimes people start thinking they are the creator of their own little world. They are the source of love. They are the ones who have to make something happen. But the more you become aware that God is your source and that you are not the source of who you are or your abilities, 
you become more aware of your relationship with God and cherish it. Think about how you get to know someone you want to have a relationship with. It's not about just getting information about that person. And you don't just talk about your problems over and over. You ask questions. You spend time together. You ask for help and offer help when needed and all kinds of other things. We can use that same model in getting to know God better. Don't just dump all your problems on God. Have a conversation. Ask for help with a problem or something you don't understand. Listen for the answers. Tell God everything you're grateful for. Ask God what He wants you to do in a particular situation. Ask God how He sees a person or a situation. Ask God to teach you how to love the way He does. This is really just a starter list of things you can talk to God about that will help you get to know God better, to experience His presence in your life. Jesus was very conscious of His relationship with God. It was a very intimate relationship. Why? Well, because, as I say so often on this podcast, Jesus didn't have his own agenda. He didn't come to do his will or promote himself. Jesus always turned people back to God as the source of who he was and what he did. And we can follow his example. As a child of God, Your identity is already complete as God's image and likeness. Spiritually, you have all that is rightfully yours as an inheritance from God, as a joint heir with Christ. That's from Romans 8.17. All too often, when we're always trying to learn more about God through endless study and learning, We're operating from the assumption that there is something missing, that there's something we don't have. But because you are a joint heir with Christ, it doesn't say you will be a joint heir, you already are. You have everything you need. And that's looking at things from a spiritual perspective, okay? If we are always striving to achieve something that is already inherently ours, we'll never realize that we already have it. If we're trying to learn more about God and not living what we do already know of God's love and presence in our lives, we'll always think we're missing something. We'll never be satisfied or at peace with our spiritual growth, and we'll never think we're doing enough or that we're good enough. We'll always want to learn or be something more. But endless learning about God is not the goal, or at least it shouldn't be. The goal is to take what you have experienced of God's love in your life and let that love shine out into the world. Jesus said for good reason, this is in Matthew 5:14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light. The light doesn't have to study hard to learn more about how to be light or how to shine. It just does. If you're studying the Bible all the time, always trying to learn something new about God or a particular character or event, something Jesus said or did, or how Paul addressed a certain problem in one of the early churches, 
And all that Bible study is important in its place. But if you're spending all your time just learning facts, it may be time to shift your perspective. You don't need to learn more about God right now. You know enough already. We simply need to experience God's presence more. We need to feel and experience God's love for us, not just learn about it. We need to practice being in God's presence. How would you act if you were 100% aware that God was right with you each moment throughout the day as you got dressed each morning, ate breakfast, went to work or school, did your errands, took care of the family, whatever your activities were, you were completely conscious of God there with you. How would you act? I'll say it again. We need to practice being in God's presence. Actually, we always are in God's presence. I guess what I'm really trying to say is that we need to practice being aware of being in God's presence. It's time to get out of our human intellectualisms and reside more in the Spirit. Studying the Bible is so important, don't get me wrong, but we need to make sure our Bible study is guided by the Holy Spirit and not the human intellect. Sometimes we need less of the letter and more of the Spirit. We need the right balance. If we just keep studying the Bible, learning more about God or anything in the Bible, and don't do something with what we're learning, don't put the ideas into action in our lives, we'll never be satisfied. So this may sound a little odd on a podcast about the Bible, but I'm going to say it. Close your Bible. Think of one aspect of God's nature and something you've discovered in the Bible which brings that out. It could be a verse or just a phrase. Write it down on a piece of paper or a card if you want to. Now, just ponder that aspect of God's nature. It could be simply the quality of love, grace, or mercy. Maybe it's divine justice or wisdom or God's protection and healing power. What stands out to you? What resonates with you? Take that one idea and see how you can reflect that quality in the way you think and act and how you see and treat other people. If you've ever felt that yearning in your heart to know God more closely, you are in very good company. Even Jesus' disciples, after three years of following him and witnessing all he did, realized their need to know God better. This is in John 14, verses 7 through 9. Jesus says to his disciples at the Last Supper, If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. They still think they're missing something. Well, in verse 9, Jesus replies, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father, so why are you asking me to show him to you? Now, if you read this one way, it sounds like Jesus is saying he is the Father. Well, that's not really quite right, because when you look at this statement a little closer, 
Along with everything else Jesus says about his relationship with the Father throughout the Gospels, it becomes clear that Jesus is really a living transparency of God's nature. He manifests the fullness of who God is. Jesus is saying to his disciples that by looking at him and understanding who Jesus is as the Son of God, they will see, or rather understand, who and what the Father is. Why? Because Jesus only said and did what God told him to say and do. So if you really want to know God better, explore the life of Jesus, what he said, how he acted, how he treated others. Then you will see God, not with the material eyes. You'll understand more who and what God really is. Then the most important thing is for us to go and do likewise. We need to follow Jesus' example. To the degree you live your life the way Jesus lived and loved, you will not just know about God, you will know God intimately and be in a covenant relationship with Him. That is God's will for all His children. God Himself declares in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33, This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. This is what we've been talking about. This is God revealing himself to us, his children. He goes on in verse 34 and says, No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. This is God's promise. This is God's will, that we shall all know God. This is your divine birthright, your spiritual inheritance, and it is yours to claim this very moment. Thanks so much for tuning in to listen today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have a friend that you think might enjoy today's message, please share it with them. If you're new to the podcast, I want to encourage you to subscribe. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form with your name and email address, and you're all set. And as a special thank you, I'll send you a prayer guide called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. And of course, you can listen on the podcast app of your choice. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode or anything in the Bible, I would love to hear from you. Or if you just need a little spiritual encouragement, please reach out to me. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the contact tab in the menu bar and fill out the form. I'll be in touch. I really look forward to hearing from you. As always, I will have the Bible references mentioned in today's episode in the show notes on the website. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 142. This is episode 142, and I'll have a link for that in your podcast app description as well. 
I want to thank you so much for tuning in today and all the ways you've been supportive of the podcast. I really, really appreciate that. I've now had listeners in 143 countries to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, and I could not have done that without you. Thank you so much for sharing this with your friends. That's it for today. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care, and we'll see you next time. God bless. God bless.